So the first thing that I would want to teach these um, churches is we would want to teach them how to pray properly so that they get results every time. You want to train them in the skill of prayer. And in order to train them in the skill of prayer, we have to teach them how to artfully ignore the current circumstance and assume that they already have what it is they want. If they can give the concern of getting or doing things to God rather than themselves, and they can stick to what they are responsible for in the prayer process, which is selecting and locking the selected vision in by dwelling in it and having gratitude for it as if they have already received it. But while they um, have gratitude, they should also be recognizing the relationship that God has with the world of form and how God creates through man the forms that he thinks and has faith for. So to study this connection and not in the Bible only, but through their own experience and their own testimony of this scientific prayer, they can begin to pray for things in their lives. So there are things that they may not have. There are things that they may not um, be able to have access to easily. And we can start. By getting them those things. By teaching them the scientific way of prayer. Um, After we teach them the scientific way of prayer. Then they'll, they'll build up the things that they need naturally. So what this will do for the churches. Is it will bring the churches. It will bring the churches in. In a unity. Now, we could take the leadership of those churches and we can direct this newfound power of faith toward correcting leadership. We can make the churches a central point of leadership. We can make the churches a central point of leadership. We can uh, we can have. We can organize the people and what they want and the things that they desire to see done in their world. We can organize them around these ideas. They practice the science of prayer in the area of leadership. They start to think about new ways to lead. They start about they start to think about new ways to solve old problems, not through the government, but through prayer and through their own initiative. And when we can get them moving forward on their own initiative, 
that's when we can create change because we won't be creating a change. God will be creating a change through their newfound faith mindset. And this is the goal. The goal is not to give aid in a way of here's some money. The money would just go to the government. The, the corruption of the government would be uh, would be the problem in the first place. So the leadership, you can't go through the leadership and you can't go through that system. That system is corrupt. It is not. It's messed up. So by giving our thought to that system, we perpetuate it. To giving our thought to trying to change that system, we actually perpetuate the negativity of the system because we're giving attention and conscious awareness to it. So to give conscious awareness to that place is not what we want to do. We do not want to do this. <clears throat> what we want to do is give our attention to a new way. We want to give our attention to a completely different way of governing and leading that is not based on manipulation. That's not based on intellectual selection. It's not based on the way things are and the laws of man or the laws of the world. We would be basing leadership off of the laws of faith, the laws of spirit and the laws of God. As of yet to this point in history, at least in America, the people do not believe in this law of faith and they almost have no need for it. Because what would they do? They get the money, they feel a little more comfort, a little more luxury. And they feel a little more comfort and a little more luxury and make no impact. So we have many people who just feel comfortable. That's all. And comfort is actually the enemy of progress. So America is, in fact, the worst place to affect change. The reason why is because of the comfort, because of the ease of life. Now, we do have a consciousness that's rising here of compassion, of oneness, of love. This compassion has come from us having the circumstances proper enough to uh, be able to enjoy and explore consciousness compassion and love so we do have we do have an advantage in the sense of we're in the richest country in the world not only are we in the richest place in the world but with us being in the richest place in the world it gives us the freedom and the time to create compassion connection and conscious awakening or a new conscious way of living this is the only place right now that is even close to being prepared for a conscious way of living, an infrastructure of conscious of conscious living. So the headquarters, the headquarters of success is going to be in America. 
the headquarters of the ones who will really assist the world is going to be in America because it's the only place that's safe enough, secure enough and prepared enough to um, to to place a headquarters of conscious change. Now, going to these other countries and knowing how to affect change, not by giving them money, which has been the typical way, which has been the typical way most quote unquote missionaries have approached handling problems and charities have approached handling problems. Let's build them a well, which they do need. Let's build them this. Let's build them that. Of course, we want to do that. That's very necessary. Give them what they need first. But the thing they need is not the material. The thing they need, contrary to popular belief, is they need a conscious shift from a consciousness of lack to a consciousness of abundance. The more I give you, the more you depend on me. So rather than giving you anything, we'll give you the very necessities so that you're not starving, so that you're not thinking so much about uh, what to do, how to do it, of course. But you are going to have to consciously appropriate the solution as the person living in the in the challenge. If you are living in a challenge, you have to learn how to consciously appropriate that challenge as done, already finished. You have to consciously see it. And if you consciously see it, then you call the manifestation, the physical manifestation of it into existence by holding your mind in a state of selective faith. Selective faith. You've selected reality and you've anchored it into your subconscious mind as a reality and faith. So you have consciously accepted this as true and you walk in it as true in your current reality. God, which is the doer of life, life itself, the verb of your thought, puts it into activity and does it. And he does it through all physical existence, through the relationships related to you, to the business, to the opportunities related to you. To the conditions and circumstances related to you. He makes all of those things become active and exactly like the thought you've submitted to your subconscious mind or the way you thinketh in your heart. When you become this man, then your reality has to match the man. According to your faith, be it unto you, according to what you've selected and anchored in your body as true. Be it unto you according to what you have selected and anchored in your subconscious mind as true. Be it unto you. Learning this little language, learning this simple language of the mind and teaching this simple language of the mind and getting the people practicing this is what is going to cause the massive change. In that place, when people start to do this in their regular lives without us being there, without any aid from us, but creating aid on their own. So the goal is to not make them dependent, but to make them independent of us. And the only way 
a group can become independent is if they change the way they think about themselves and their circumstances. If they continually think that they are destitute and in need of help, they will always attract victim help from outside. The hero who comes in and saves them. All that does is make the hero have an ego. Thinking that he was the one who did it. That was that's first. And number two, it perpetuates the dependent attitude of the person receiving. Thinking that they received from a man, not from their own consciousness. So this fundamental mistake in how they've received is the problem. Because they never return to the source with gratitude. They return back to the man that gave it to them with gratitude, mistaking them as the source. We have to see that they've called this into their lives by consciously dwelling in it as if it were real now with an emotion of love, reverence, connection to it. Or in a state of fear, either one. And once they can accept this as true, then they can start to affect change. They can begin to affect change. In their lives. This. Is the way.